Hello and welcome to this episode of the Coaching Podcast from British Canoeing Awarding Body. Hello, welcome to this Talent Parent Programme podcast episode. This episode is the first of the three-part mental health series. In this part, we'll be talking about helping your child manage stress and promoting self-care. We're all affected by stress from time to time, and it's something that seems to affect us more and more in modern day life. Stress can have a big impact on our personal well-being and can cause mental health issues, and in serious cases, it could become chronic. We hope that this podcast helps parents to talk to their children about stress and support them to manage it as best as possible. So joining myself with discussions on this topic area today is Luke Smythe, who's the Canoe Slalom Academy Programme Technical Coach. Hi, Luke. Hello. And I'm also joined by Sophia Campbell, who is the Safeguarding Lead and member of the Mental Health Team of British Canoeing. Hi, Soph. Hello. It's great to have you um, both with us today. Um, I'm going to kick things off. Um, I'm going to come to you first, Luke. So you've worked with a broad range of ages throughout your career as a coach. And in your experience, what are the signs of stress in children and young people? Uh, I'd say it can be different for every single person. Um, some people, they might become really on edge and other people really uh, kind of away from everything and distant. Um, and their moods might be different. It might seem more... Um, emotional around certain situations so i think it, it's it can be very very hard to tell mm. um but at the same time if you see any um any changes or any irregularities with someone's behavior or or their, the way they present themselves if, if you if, for example if if you see someone coming in who's always really well dressed and then see them coming in in a completely different appearance, then it's probably worth having a conversation there and, and don't be afraid to ask and to check in with them. But also like, you know, it might, might not be stress, it could just be them changing and uh, developing as a person. So, but never be afraid to ask the question. Yeah, I, I agree. Behavior change is always a bit of a warning sign with stress. But then it's also worth mentioning that sometimes there won't be any obvious signs in young people or in adults. So I think it's important for, for parents and for us as uh, people in the support network of the, the young people to stay aware of potential stresses in their lives, whether that's racing coming up or exams, anything like that, um, and try to be proactive in offering our support at those times it might not always be obvious you know there's the the analogy of the swan where everything looks calm on the top of the water but uh might be paddling like crazy underneath so it's important that we try and stay aware of that stuff yeah certainly i think um as you mentioned that the many stresses that occur within our everyday lives and um just coming to you now Soph, what what sort of stresses might children and young people face so as with adults there's plenty of sources of stress that can be going on in their lives um, there's always things going on at home family issues might be going on 
young people might be dealing with illness in the family or loss. Um, there might be relationship problems at home or in their social lives. You know, school, there's often turbulent times in school in terms of social lives for young people. Um, school work and exams are a huge sources of stress for young people. And there's obviously um, during adolescence, the massive physical changes that young people are going through, hormones, lots of changes with their body and therefore body image can be quite a big issue. Well, it's usually a big issue. I'm sure we can all remember that when we were growing up. Um, and social media is just such a huge part of young people's lives these days and is often a cause of stress um, for various reasons, which I'm sure we'll talk about. And I think we're, we're coming at this topic from the angle of a, an NGB in sports. And I think it's important to um, acknowledge that sport can be a source of stress, unfortunately. Hopefully it's also a source of enjoyment, but it can be a source of stress for these young people. Yeah, um, there's a quite a comprehensive list there. I know um, we're going to be talking about some of those different stressors um, in this podcast episode. And that kind of links me on to my next question um, and what you just mentioned then, um, Soph, around sport being a cause of stress. So, Luke, how might sport cause stress in, in young people? Um, I guess there's there's quite a few few different things. I guess you've got the stresses that you might find within the training environment, whether that be the relationships with individuals or the racing environment. So in the training environment, anything, you know, one things that potentially push themselves out of their comfort zone could, could cause someone's stress. Um, for example, crossing the bottom stopper of Lee Valley could cause someone stress. Um, but also if there's relationship issues within that, within that training group that could also cause people a lot of um, some stress and how they handle handle those things and obviously the relationship with the coach or and stuff like that competition or perceived pressure of competition again something that could be mm -hmm. in training or out of training um if if an athlete is i guess preparing for a competition and their peers are constantly beating them that could cause some stress um so there's there's so many so many different things um like I've, like I've said uh perceived pressure from parents fam uh, friends family on their results that on their out on the outcome um can cause stress to perform um, those performances in relation to an outcome such as a position on a squad whether that be a funded program or an unfunded program that can also lead an athlete to stress about those results and uh, almost create a little circle where they're going between like, I want to perform, I'm stressed to perform, I don't perform, now I'm stressed I haven't performed. And that yeah. kind of like circle um, that just keeps kind of building. Um, the other ones is like their belief or where, where they're wanting to be perfect on stuff. Um, or a move not going the way they want it to go. These can all cause little stresses within that as well. And, 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 and obviously 
how to find the balance between uh, school, social life, sport, and certainly the stress around like, am I am I spending enough time with my friends, or am I missing out on on what my friends are doing, um, or am I behind at school because I've had to do canoeing and I've not been able to do my homework? Um, so all these sort of things can lead to an increase of stress from 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 sport, but there's also loads of benefits to doing it, which can hopefully, if, if the environment's right and the support uh, is there, then it can be a real thriving place where actually it can reduce reduce those stresses. Yeah, thanks, Luke. I think I think that's a really good point that you mentioned at the end there. You know, it, it's good that you've acknowledged that sport it can be sport can cause stresses in individuals and young people um but equally you know the power of sport it, it can also be a powerful thing and can really um help youngsters and people um improve and um be a, a sort of a relief of stress in a way um so we talked about um sport can act as a bit of a stress but can coaches or parents be a cause of stress on young people what should they do or, or not do in that matter to limit adding to that stress yeah for sure um a conversation that can be with the best intention can lead to an athlete feeling stressed whether that being like right this season we're going to try uh find two percent that in itself with the intention behind it to you know in terms of the intention is to support the athlete to be better and to find this 2%. But even that, with the best intention at heart, going into that conversation can lead, a, lead leave an athlete feeling stressed. Yeah. Um, and that can be based on a, a number of things, whether their belief and their confidence to do that or the pressure that they felt to do that, you know, whether they could have feelings of not wanting to let that person down um and that could either be parent or or coach um and those high expectations potentially that coaches can put on uh on those similarly mentioned like the environment of the training environment can also cause those stresses that potentially the coach has created whether that's through um not being aware or trying to uh, positive have a positive intention with that but obviously leads to a situation where they do feel stressed um parents when they're maybe being direct or or you know you should be doing this um obviously the child doesn't want to let their parent down and obviously that can create pressure and stress uh, there as well so yeah coaches and parents can can create just as many stresses for an athlete um yeah i think luke makes a really good point that often the intention of the coach and the parent is to be really supportive and and show that they're involved in their child's journey and passionate about the sport as well so i just would encourage parents to try and reflect on their behavior at, at coaching sessions and at race days and just think is is this really helping my child is this what my child wants from me um because because children are young and they don't necessarily have the life experience to put 
parents' behaviour into perspective and see that it's coming from a place of love and, um, you know, they, they might interpret it as, as adding a bit of pressure, you know, as Luke said, really wanting to not let anyone down and make their parents proud. So I would like to encourage parents to have conversations with their children and, and ask what they what they would like from them on a race day, for example, and just re reassure them that although they're, they're engaged in supporting them in their sport, it's certainly not the be all and end all. And, you know, their relationship with their child is certainly not dependent on the child's results in sport. Um, it seems obvious to say that, and I'm sure parents feel that, that that's how things are, but sometimes a child just needs to hear that to make sure it's you know, regularly reminding them that the result is not everything. And uh, Luke, you, you mentioned about um, performance and, and racing as a stressor. Um, what's your advice for parents who have children experiencing stress related to performance? Yeah, I think it's always good for the, for the coach or the parent to ask the question, how can I best support you? in those moments and in you know how what understanding kind of what your role is on a race day but i think there's there's also bits in terms of it maybe underpin that that lead to that um so for a parent or a coach to understand or to to work on developing a growth mindset for that with with that individual so having conversations less away from the outcome are more focused on the processes and and asking asking questions that not necessarily tell or move to the outcome but understanding what the athlete wants to see from themselves and and understanding what they want to see from the coach and, and the parent like i've said but if they can work on developing a good um and there's 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 article articles and there's uh infographics um and things like this that that provide really good questions to ask pre and post competition um and i'm sure i'm sure daniel can uh share those out but those those are the conversations and the questions um where they're quite open they allow the the child to to explore uh, and and problem solve themselves and and not be told this is this is this if that makes sense so um yeah i think i think it's probably just really focusing on on the parent and the coach focusing on uh the processes with the athlete helping them develop a growth mindset um because the number of years in sport could be significant they could have a, lot, a number of years in sport and there will always be a process of their development um but if if a growth mindset is instilled from an early age then it's going to make their career a lot more sustainable long term um and also provide them with really good skills outside of of sport you know if they if they get to a job they're able to deal with the stress and the the demands of what working life and uni and all these things offer so i think that would be the one big thing is yes there's definitely things we can do on a race day but a race day shouldn't be where it starts and it should start in the car on the way to training oh what 
what you're looking to get from this session. Oh, that's really interesting. And how are you going to go about doing that? Oh, okay, that sounds really cool. And and let them go and explore and find those answers for themselves rather than directing them to it. Um, and certainly allowing them to focus on those processes rather than the outcome. That's a really good answer there, Luke. I think um, kind of links into a couple of our other podcast episodes where we were talking about processes and how important um, processes are. And it's not it's not just about the outcome. It's all of those individual process that you're going through and and whether that being from you know the, the journey to the uh, venue and before you start training um etc yeah and i think it's it's important to recognize that sitting on a start line is going to be stressful no matter no matter who you are mm. there's always going to be an element of of uh, of of stress or of anxiety or of nerves and that's perfectly normal. Um, and I think it's probably just about as much as recognizing that it's normal to feel in that way and actually learn how to embrace those feelings and using some mental skills and, you know, that you can develop through, um, through resetting and all these sort of tactics that actually allow you to thrive in that situation rather than fear those feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Zoff, you, you mentioned um, at the beginning of the podcast some other stresses in your child's life. And the key one that you mentioned is social media. And this is often spoken about in, in the media. How might this cause stress to young people? Yeah, it's such a significant thing in the lives of young people these days. I'm sure all, anyone listening can identify with the just sheer volume of time teenagers seem to spend on their phones these days. So you can just imagine how much influences them in their daily lives. Um, I think it's it's probably quite well known now that some of the issues with social media are things like the fact that it very much is normally is what people want to portray to their friends and family, which is going to be inevitably their highlights, you know, the best possible pictures they've got, best experiences they're having, they're the things that get posted. And I think with anyone, but particularly teenagers, they're going to have a tendency to make comparisons. And you can see how constantly being bombarded with these positive images of other people's lives can make people stressed or feel low about their own life. And the same happens with body image issues but there's so much fake imagery and filtered images and videos that it's inevitably going to affect the the self-confidence of young people and again because they they're young they often don't have the life experience to be able to put that stuff into context and um to have that perspective so it's really important that we as adults in their lives remind them of those things um i think in in my role um i've come across cases of bullying relating to social media um can definitely be used to um behave in a not great way it can isolate individuals and it's something i think maybe parents uh, or older adults just don't don't have any familiarity with so often won't be aware that this stuff could be happening um, and the same goes for, unfortunately, with any internet 
based thing these days you can be exposed to inappropriate material um and again i'm not i sometimes worry that older adults don't necessarily realize those kinds of risks with social media and i don't want to scare people it, it's not um it's not everywhere but it is possible that children come across this stuff so i really want to make the point that parents should try and understand what their children are using um you know i'm not suggesting everyone sets up their own tiktok accounts i'm not expect expecting parents to do that but um just trying to understand the the risks of the platforms the children are using and maybe looking into privacy and security settings is definitely worthwhile there's some really good information for parents online i think um, it'd be good dan if we could share the internet matters website because that's really useful for parents for this stuff yeah definitely and um i think it, it's really important that you've highlighted some of the things around social media there um now i'm keen to sort of talk and and help parents understand about talking about stress with their child so soft how might parents speak to their child about stress to help them understand it so um an analogy that i find is really successful with young people and adults actually um which some people might have heard of is called the stress bucket and we'll share some videos with the podcast to that really bring this concept to life but i'll just explain it briefly um so the the analogy is that we all have a, a bucket which is our stress bucket and the size of that bucket might vary from person to person which kind of represents our capacity to cope with stress in daily life um, and everyone's bucket can get filled up with the various stresses that come into life so it might be bills or an illness or injury or an exam you know you can imagine all these stresses adding a bit of water into your stress bucket and it filling up gradually and they might have a big stone in their bucket which limits the capacity of their their bucket to manage these stresses coming in and, and stones can represent um things like a, a trauma or something they're dealing with for a long time which might affect their ability to manage stress. And as you can imagine, as more and more stresses are coming into the bucket, the risk of it overflowing and definitely filling up are increasing. And so it's really important then that we learn to uh, find ways to empty that bucket a little bit. So a part of the analogy is that you can add taps to your bucket, which let out a bit of that, that water or those things filling up the bucket and help to reduce the load that you're carrying. And that's the concept of uh, self-care and doing those things that help you to de-stress, which might be talking to someone, you know, that might be letting out a bit of water for some people. Um, it might be going for a walk, it might be taking a break, all those things which help manage uh, your load of stress. And I think that analogy is really useful for explaining to young people how these things can add up um, and why sometimes you might be feeling heavier um, than others and and it's it's not always easy i don't think adults necessarily always know when they're feeling heavy and you know have that self-awareness so definitely for children any tools like this that we can use to help them understand that is is useful and 
I find that the terminology of the stress bucket and the taps is quite useful um, just to, to bring, the, bring it to life. And, you know, I'll, I'll say to adults, let alone children, how, how full is your bucket at the moment? And it's just a quite, quite a nice way to get people talking. Yeah, that's a, a really good the analogy there. Um, as you mentioned, um, we'll definitely put resources around the stress bucket analogy um, on the Talent Parent Programme webpage in the additional information and resources section. Um, coming to you now, Luke, so um, Soft talked about the stress bucket analogy. Is that something that coaches and parents could use? Yeah, I think, I think definitely in terms of you know, anything to help them promote self-awareness um, because ultimately that's going to be the long-term benefit of it. Um, there'll be times where that self-awareness of how am I feeling, okay, these are the things I've going on, can be really, really important to understand when is appropriate for or when do I need to make sure that I take care of myself or increase the amount of self-care I'm doing or okay I maybe overdone it a little bit here today right I need to make sure that I take a day off or whatever and I think the important thing is for for certainly for parents and for coaches is to ask the question where like where are you and be okay with you know if you think about how much a child goes through in their day they do six hours of school um where it's highly social and whatever that could be positively or negatively um a lot of a lot of having to remember and learn and potentially pressure of exams or tests or whatever and then to come out and then maybe to do to do training and i think it's just yeah for the parent and coach to recognize how much they might be doing and to be okay with the athlete going or the individual going or the child going, I don't want to train tonight. I just want to sit and play on my PlayStation or I just want to sit and go see my friends or just watch YouTube videos. And for the coach and parent to be, you know, okay, that's what they need. And I think it's way more important for the for the child to be in a mental, a mentally good place rather than for them to be training or every single day or whatever, like certainly for the long-term involvement within the sport, but just for their own mental well-being. It, and you probably actually see them come to training better if, if they're, if they're, if they're looking after themselves, but also that feeling of when, when a parent or a coach goes, you know what? No, I recognise the challenges and the stresses. Go do what you want to do for today. And that could be even on the session. You know, they, they could come training and they could be like, oh, this is going really hard. Can I just go for a play? And it can be quite, you know, a coach might go, oh, no, we need to do this session. But actually, in that moment, just let them do what they want to do because the next day they might come back. And, and also that helps build that rapport and that relationship with that individual to go, they they have trust in you and they feel listened to and they feel supported, which is going to help at home or uh, uh, on in training. So I think that's probably a really important bit is to, uh, to do and, and yeah, for people to ask those questions and to 
just recognise. Um, and I th definitely think the, in terms of the stress bucket being used by the children, really, really important to help them develop a self-awareness um, because it can be quite a lonely place sitting on a start pool and for them to be aware of how they're feeling and all these things allows them to tap into those skills that allow them to become in their most optimum state to race. Thanks, Luke. And um, that's a really good example of, of how um, coaches and parents can can apply um, the stress bucket analogy um, in relation to, to sporting stress. Um, so children might not be aware what sort of things help them to manage the stress and in, in the stress bucket analogy, what we, we've referred to as, as the taps. Um, what's your advice for parents to help them with this? Yeah, I, th I think um, adults often don't know necessarily what helps them when they're feeling stressed. What are the things that help them to relax or feel a bit um, more in control? So we certainly can't expect kids to necessarily know those things. Um, so I, I would like parents to be able to help children, it, again, with that self-awareness piece in terms of talking to them and helping them um, Firstly, notice, as Luke's describing, when they're feeling like their bucket's filling up, when they're feeling stressed, and then talking about what, what are those things that a child might find helps in those scenarios. It might be like Luke suggested, taking it easy or having a play session instead of a more stressful training session. Um, it might be, there might be practical things that a parent can help with, you know, if, if stress is specifically being caused by schoolwork then some time management or organizational skills might be something that can help a child um, certainly things like taking breaks is often a good way to empty a bit of water from your stress bucket um, so encouraging children and helping them understand that that's okay and actually you can probably get the best out of yourself if you do take breaks at times um, and again just helping children understand what works for them it's it's so individual something like self-care there are a few basic things that we probably all are aware of in terms of you know getting enough sleep eating well drinking plenty of water um avoiding things like caffeine and alcohol hopefully the kids aren't doing that anyway um but there, there are those basic things that are helpful to to put you in the best place to to manage the daily stresses of life but often there are personal things that children might enjoy that they might not necessarily be aware help when they're stressed and it might be things like playing on the playstation um, it might be get, getting outside going doing some exercise it might be doing things that isn't necessarily canoeing but it might be canoeing and um, for me it's getting outdoors get, getting into nature um, spending time with animals you know pets are a really good de-stressing tool for a lot of people um, so just helping them think about those sorts of activities in a way that is actually this is helpful for, for managing my stress and this is something that should be encouraged and not just getting knocked off the quite hectic schedules that a lot of these young athletes have with managing sport alongside um, everything else going on um, I think it's also worth noting that there's more and more um, relaxation type techniques coming out. There's 
there's lots on mindfulness and and breathing techniques and other types of relaxation um that you can find on the internet you know youtube is a great place to look for tips on that sort of thing um i've definitely recommended things like meditation via apps like headspace or calm to to young athletes before and sometimes that's really been like a breakthrough for them it really worked for some people it won't work for everyone um but it can be really really powerful so it's worth exploring those things and encouraging children to try um find exactly what luke was saying it's it's just about um finding what works for you it can be so individual so parents role is just supporting children to have that self-awareness i think and i think also don't be afraid to not have the answer of what it is as well and you know you don't need to force those things because there'll probably be a natural evolution of them finding it themselves so yeah it takes time it can take time. yeah so it's you know don't you don't need to necessarily like if you if you're recognizing someone's stressing don't force them to do mindfulness because <laughs> that might create more stress so it's just allow it to ever evolve naturally and they'll the chances are they probably do the things that make them feel better naturally um, without realising it. Yes, yeah, thanks. And that's a, a really comprehensive list there and um, hopefully can help parents um, help their children um, with, with stress. Um, I'm going to draw this podcast to a close now. Um, now we, we talked um, in great depth about um, stress and various stresses that affect young people. Um, one of which is social media and, and sport also being um, a stressor. And we know that obviously in sport, the coaches and parents can influence stress levels various different ways. And I think it was really important in this podcast episode, uh, we were mindful of that and, and to also for parents to be mindful of that. Um, and uh, that stress bucket analogy um, that you referred to, Soth, um, really helps understand stress capacity and management and um, the different, various different coping mechanisms that we can have that can also be um, promoting uh, self-care uh, for individuals. So I know that we, we talked about a couple of different things there and um, we've um, got more information and resources um, that can be posted on our Talent Parent Programme webpage in the additional information and resources section. So I do encourage you to take a look at that. Um, so that sort of concludes this um, mental health um, podcast episode. In the next episode, we'll be talking about how to talk to your child if they're struggling. So um, thanks, uh, Luke and Sof, for being involved in today's podcast episode. Thank, Thank you. And this podcast is available on the British Canoeing Awarding Body page and also on the Talent Parent Programme webpage on the podcast section of the British Canoeing website. It's also available to listen to on Spotify, Podbean or Apple podcast channels. Just follow our new podcast name, British Canoeing Coaching. So thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll join us for the next episode. Remember to review, rate and subscribe. Bye for now.